Okay, um, so she gives you the room, and if you guys go to inspect it, you will find that um, this is definitely, they, they didn't, uh, this is not a luxury hotel. I mean, definitely this is not the Waldorf Astoria or the equivalent. Um, this is definitely, like, peasant lodgings in Baldur's Gate, you know, if you were going to use those. Um, but that said, it does seem to be reasonably clean. Um, the beds are spartan but functional. Um, and uh, actually, the pillows are reasonably soft, sort of surprisingly so. And there is a small kind of smoldering fire. Maybe a fire is a little dramatic for what this is um, in the fireplace. Um, and there's a little nightstand and that sort of thing, a couple of wash basins and stuff like that that are nearby. Okay, cool. So, Graham and I are in the room, yeah? Yep. So you cool. are now there, sitting awesome. on the beds. <laughs> awesome. Um, I, right, I so... grin at you. Let's hope she doesn't get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, so I was talking to the... Uh, pretty much. I was talking to the... Um, bartender in extensive detail about several things but one of which was any uh, important dwarves in the area and also anyone who might be connected to shady types essentially mm-hmm. um, so the people of interest that I found are the guys that we're talking to so the two people who are playing you know five finger fillet um, and also Larg now Larg I think is the uh, helper of the stables um, so I'm going to go speak to Larg uh, if you want to keep an eye on Celsig for now and try and get any information out of those two dwarves I have a feeling yeah. that one of these people are connected to the Weevil okay well so that Larg guy he lost his his caravan yes so Larg lost his caravan in a storm um, that's pretty much all I know um, but I think mm-hmm. that might be did we hear a story about this? I've, I don't have any of my notes because I, re- I reset my computer a little while ago. But um, did we hear a story about this happening uh, when we were in Bridgeton? about a about a storm? No, I mean there's storms all the time. I mean there's there's definitely storms. No, a merchant a merchant talking about him losing his caravan in a storm. No, there was a, there was a boat. A boat went down. Correct. There was a boat that went down, but not not a not a storm that got rid of a land caravan that you were aware of. Okay. Okay. Well, I asked Seamus and Fergus about um, fortresses near here, and m- mm. maybe one that aren't safe, because we were told that the Weevil is in a fortress kind of thing. Mm. But um, they didn't seem to know any, or they didn't they didn't tell. I, didn't I heard it mention, I heard one of them mention that this place is run by a dwarf, though. Yes. So... Lots of um, places around here are, are run by dwarves. I know, but what I'm saying is the Weevil is a dwarf. Yes. So it could, like it could be, yeah, it could be the Weevil runs this place just by, uh, secretly or under a different identity. I didn't get the the impression that the Weevil is like uh, like a really important person, but more somebody who takes advantage. I mean, I didn't hear anything about him having um, kind of what is it called, posse or something like that. Like a like ownership of land or anything like that, or like yeah. a like a. Like not, not having, uh, it, doesn't have, it, it didn't sound like he has a gang or anything. It, it doesn't. Sound we like didn't, it, it we don't like know. He's a loner. It, yeah, but we don't know if they've they've set up shop out of opportunity. Like if they've set up a fortress out of opportunity, that might have happened. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think I think if we find out, I'll find out as much as I can about Larg and the stables. Yep. Um, if you can find out from the other two downstairs whatever you can and also if we can ask questions about the, the, the whoever the dwarf is who runs this place okay let's do that and then right. I might need some help from you to get Celtic up here yeah, yeah absolutely 
Okay. All right. Cool. Good plan. All right. Um, so now are you guys going to uh, bed down for the night or no. are you? Okay. No, I'm going to go find Lars. We just left Celtic is still down there. We yeah, can't he's just, just leave. <laughs> he's also just, not conscious. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave. No, um, I'm definitely going to go and see if the stable guy is still there. Log. Log is still around. Okay. Um, okay, I will. I go down and we'll find Celtic unconscious. Okay. Uh, yeah, you see that uh, Fergus and Seamus are uh, there sort of chatting it up, seemingly paying no attention to Celtic who is down face first on the table. You can see like there's some drool uh, kind of in his mouth. The uh, mug is sort of tipped, like leaning against his ear, basically. So there's uh, there with his hand still kind of on it and he's snoring okay. loudly. Okay, snoring is good. Uh, <laughs> he's not breathing. No, no, he's... Uh... Yeah. If he snores, he's breathing. Yes. He can't like snore without breathing. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay, so I will... I will try to make him a little bit more comfortable there. Maybe like take his cape and put his and fold it into a little pillow and put his head on there. Okay. And um, then I then I will order another drink on his tab, and <laughs> and we'll sit down to talk to Fergus and Seamus and wait for Rush to to come and help me get. All right, um, sounds good. The room. Um. So uh, let me jump quickly to Celsig. You're unconscious. Now let me jump to Urash. <laughs> um, there's not much going on there. No dreams, just a dreamless blackout liver punched in the side type of thing. Um, okay. So meanwhile, um, Urash, you have gone back out to the stables. Um, yep. And uh, again, the human is there uh, up front and sort of looks at you like with an eyebrow raised as you come close. And mm-hmm. oh, You're done already? Uh, no, not quite. I wanted to speak to Log if he's around. Oh, well, he's back there, and he jerks his thumb, uh, his uh, left hand with his thumb outstretched over his shoulder. Um, I don't know why you want to talk to him, though. He's pretty quiet. Well, that's okay. I, I, I just want to have a quick word with him, if that's okay. And he says, ah, all right. Don't keep him long, though. He's got work to do. No, I won't. I understand that. So I'll, I'll move past the, uh, the guy in front of me and uh, see if I can get towards Larg. Okay. Uh, Larg is in the back stable. Um, you can see that the two horses have been tied up in a couple of the uh, stalls um, closer to the door. And in the back, um, he's in the process of what looks like laying down fresh hay. Um, and as uh, you come up, um, he's doing that. He doesn't notice you first. Hey, you Larg? He says, who wants to know? Uh, my name's Ura. I'm a traveling adventurer. I hear you've got a bit of a story to tell. I heard from inside that you've got a bit of a uh, story that happened to you before you came here. He says, I've got a story to tell, but I don't tell it to everyone. Who wants to know? So I'm looking, or I have uh, interest in finding a certain person, and I think you either may know this person or you may have crossed paths with them in the past, or... You may be the sort of person who has heard of this person before. I'm looking for a man called the Weevil. Um, make an insight check for me, please. Insight. Yeah, so to speak, X5. Okay. 13, get in. Um, that felt good. So, <laughs> you, when you say the Weevil... You don't notice any real reaction. Like, he doesn't go, oh, and, like, stumble back, you know, yeah. or anything like that. Um, but you see him sort of pause for a minute as he's laying things down, you know, laying down the hay. And mm-hmm. then he goes back to it and says, no, I haven't heard about him, but there's a lot of crazy names that come through this place. 
You might want to ask Arstaska. She knows a lot more about this than I do. Arstaska's the barmaid, right? Yeah, her name is actually Arzastra. I just like to mispronounce it because there's a million names just like that. So, Arzastra, that's that's actually <laughs> the name. <laughs> well, funnily, I was asking I was asking her, um, and she pointed me in your direction. And he says, she did, did she? Mm. And he sort of shakes well, his head. Well, yours, yours and a couple of other people's, but... I don't know, it's all about this story you've got of a caravan and a storm and, you know, a house landing on a witch. And, and he uh, says, uh, I don't much like to talk about it. It was uh, a storm, and uh, I was the only one to survive it. We were hunting a red dragon in the Valley of Kedron, and, well, I was the only one that made it out. Now I'm reduced to doing this. And he kind of throws the straw down angrily on the floor. Can't believe it. You'd think that I would be meant for greater stuff than this, but instead, this is the kind of thing we get. I'm sure you are made for great things. Why were you, uh, why were you hunting a red dragon? Was it for sport? He says, maybe. I think a better question is why you're asking me all these questions. Why exactly are you so interested in someone else's business? You notice that he's not making eye contact with you. He just keeps looking down at the, you know, like throwing down the hay. Um, okay, so I'm going to go stand closer to him. Um, and kind of lean against the nearest wall so that he he's very aware that I'm there rather than me just kind of stood in the entranceway. Okay. Um, so, I don't know, stories of my life, blood friend. I'm from the north. I'm from Vassar. So we have snow stories and necromancers. That's pretty much what we've got. I like stories. I like hearing about people's adventures. And he says, you know, there's a lot of people inside that inn. I could tell better stories than I could. I don't know why you'd spend your time on a useless, down-on-his-luck dwarf, and you could spend your time with people that are actually doing adventuring. My adventuring days are over. Okay, I'm going to lean in very slightly. Um, I think if I have to word this without sounding intimidating. Okay, I'm going to lean in a bit. Because for someone who's been through a real adventure and seen real conflict and real pain they'd be out here whether down in their luck or not the people in there boast exaggerate elaborate on things lie just to make themselves sound boastful people like you and me who've seen actual adventures this is where you find these people so I want to know the real adventures that have happened around here and he sort of looks up at you uh, for the first time still doesn't really make close eye contact with you Um, and he says Hmm. I appreciate the compliment, but I think you might be overvaluing me a little bit, friend. It was partially my fault. If it wasn't for me, maybe my party would still be alive now instead of, well, lying the way they are in that valley. Dragon hunting is a dangerous business. He said, I know. We should never have done it. I knew there was a mistake to be made. So, what if I could convince you to give me your story? He says, be it, be convince it. you? Yeah. Or convince me, sorry. So what if I'm, I'm going to hold out a gold piece? If I can't if I can't persuade you through the honor of sharing your story with a fellow adventurer, down on your luck as you are, if you are down on your luck, maybe this will help you. And um, he, uh, he sort of looks at it, looks at the uh, gold and looks back up at you and he says... I appreciate the thought, friend, but the truth is, I'm no good for anything but mucking stables at this point. The truth is, I'd rather just keep it to myself. Why don't you save the gold for someone who's worth the money you'd be spending on him? 
and without a word, he pushes past you with a nod, um, and then leaves the stable and seems to be heading into the inn. Okay, I'll follow him. Okay. Um, as uh, he opens the door, uh, Greta, you see, although Selsig, you do not, because you are still in blissful unconsciousness, um, <laughs> you see a dwarf entering, um, followed shortly thereafter, kind of a squat, shuffling dwarf, followed shortly thereafter by um, Urash, um, who looks around and, you know, sort of sees him, and he goes basically right to uh, the stairs and goes up the stairs. The dwarf or Urash? The dwarf. Urash okay. depends on what Urash wants to do. Um, I, does Greta see me as I walk through the door? Yes. yes. Okay, Hard I make... I make, well, yeah. <laughs> I make a, um, uh, a kind of nodding head motion to the dwarf going up the stairs so she knows that's that's the person I was talking to. Okay. I, um, I, look, I, I look at Rush and do like a questioning look like, so, uh, and then nod towards the dwarf to like, and, and point to myself like, shall I talk to him? Or, I don't, because I don't know how the just, talk went. I'll shake, I'll shake my head for now. Okay. So I turn back to Fergus and Seamus. Okay. Um, and Fergus and Seamus are still sort of chattering about all sorts of things. They talk about the uh, the incredible ale in Silvery Moon, the incredible time that they managed to get the best kind of beer in Red Larch. I mean, they, they seem to talk quite a bit about other places they've drunk. Um, a lot of, lot of drinking stories, basically. Um, and, uh, Greta, you're staying with them at the table then, I understand it, as I understand it, as... Uh... Yeah, also, Celtic is still here. I'm not going to leave him now. <laughs> yep. He's still, you know, it's like snoring away. Um, okay, so, Urash, if you are following up the stairs, are you? Uh, no, I'm going to go back to the bar. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm going to... Welcome again, gorgeous. You need to stop witty, going away. We need to stop meeting like this. Lustful pleasantries with my new best friend. Yes. And then I'm going to ask, uh, so what was Log's story again? And she says, oh, him? And she jerks her head at the uh, now disappeared form of the dwarf. Mm. Oh, he came to me a few weeks ago. Told me that his whole adventuring party had been caught in an avalanche. Hunting a, what was it, a blue dragon, I think he said, in the Valley of Kedron. He was the only one who survived it. Real sad story. Seems to blame himself for it. So I figured, I, you know, you gotta feel bad for those who have things that don't go right. So I gave him a job around here. Cleaning up, that sort of thing. He's quiet and keeps to himself, but he does the work, I ask. Alright, that's good. I, I like that. Um, I'm going to slide the gold coin across to her. Um, that's for anything he needs. Drink, food, anything like that. Um, additional to whatever you normally give him. He said, alright, you want to uh, move this towards your tab? Because uh, right now your friend is uh, about 50 times more than this. Um, maybe we'll No, see. that's that's his problem. <laughs> this is alright then. This, um, is, this, is, this is basically for, for him, you know. I, I, I don't like the idea of... Um, Adventurers' uh, stories cut short through accidents and through misadventures. So, I mean, you're already looking after him, which is nice. And I've asked him for his story. I've asked him to talk to me about it, but he won't. So the least I can do is make sure that he gets a few extra drinks. Well, that's mighty honorable of you. That's what I would expect from someone like you, the kind of person who puts his honor and uh, his muscles first. <laughs> Um, and while you're at it, why don't we share a drink together? She says, I'm sure you, I you thought can... you'd never ask. And um, you've got some of those wonderful scars. she pours out a mug of uh, 
just the black liquid. Remember that she mixed before Ooh. this honey mead and the black liquid that she brought to Zelsig? This is I just the black liquid. Constitution save coming on. What's that? <laughs> I can feel a constitution save coming on. Yep, and she puts it in front of you and she says, All right, guests always go first. All right, yep. Um, so I take a big old mouthful. Yes, I need you to make a constitution save, please. Oh, of course you do. Saving throw, constitution, thank god I have a tick in that box. If he crits, oh, I'm rage going. <laughs> no, not crit, just a 24. <laughs> oh. You're like, what is this, water? She's like, good god. Like, um, So, um, you're like, wow, this is a good kick. This is good stuff. Like, you kind of wish that Celsic had, uh, had, had a chance to taste some of this. It would have been good stuff. I mean, like, you know, poor guy. Um, I bet this is like mid-shelf foods. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is good stuff. <laughs> this is much better than red, white, and blue beer, or you know whatever the case may be. Um, you know, Foster's no. is much better than anything. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, anything's better than Foster's. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so I don't feel like I'm going to get much more information out of this conversation. If that makes sense. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just basically carry on drinking with the barmaid and exchanging essentially war stories. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and are you, how long are you are you doing this for a given period of time? Like until the evening? Um, like what? What do you? Yeah. So what time is it now? So it's about uh, evening time. I'm probably about uh, seven o'clock, maybe. Seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. At least for the next thirty minutes. Okay. Because that gives Celtic a good solid nap. Okay. Um, he's going to be more susceptible to being woken up. So then, hopefully, the after effects of him being kicked in the liver by that drink will have uh, worn off at least enough for us to get him upstairs. So and a half not, hour passes. Um, he is still snoring. Um, but uh, you could, if you wish, try to wake him up, if you like. Uh, I will I will um, saunter over to Greta and Celtic, having now probably had far too much of that. Now. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good stuff. It's a good, good time. It's a good time. You believe you can yeah. fly. You yeah, you yeah. Touch this me, guy. me and my me and my very warm, very warm glow now. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, you really love everyone right now, like mm. everybody. Just a lot of love, a lot of love for everyone. Greta, you are my favorite cleric of Faltus. Have I ever <laughs> told you this? Like, oh, you, oh, you are the best Faltus cleric, Faltusarian I have ever met. <laughs> Faltus that you follow. Oh man. Thank you. I love you guys. And Celsic, and I like slap him on the back, and he's like, <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you got I'm so, I'm so not awake, and it's just beautiful right now. So, Celsic, at this point, you kind of are like, <laughs> like your mouth is dry, and you're just kind of like, you sort of your eyes open, and you feel like a pounding in the back of your head, and then a pounding in your back. Um, someone keeps uh, hitting your back and talking. Uh, uh, ow! Quit it! Quit it! I had the craziest dream. There was these dwarves, and there was something about a dagger, and then I slipped, and I looked down at my hand, and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> um, Urash. You know, friend, I bit... think it's time to get the little one to bed. Yeah, yeah. Come on, maybe yeah. we can put the little one to bed. Yes, let's do that. Do that. I'll, I will talk to you too. Shame the first time. I will. I'll be. I'll be up momentarily. All right. All right. You. You. Oh. You stay. Stay wonderful, Faultus lady. 
and I will see you <laughs> yeah. later. I'm just going to pick up, pick literally pick up Celsic, point him on my shoulder, and just stagger towards the stairs. All right, that that's good. Um, every Celsic as he picks you up, everything hurts. You know the REM song, like <laughs> everybody hurts. Like this is all of your body hurts. All your body hurts. Everything hurts. Mentally. It's just like your hand, your head, your body. Everything aches. Like you just. You feel like me last night with this cold, um, except combined with a nice wave of nausea. So you just are like, ugh, um, everything hurts. And of course, um, it doesn't help that you're on top of Urash, who's kind of weaving a more or less uh, straight-ish path um, towards uh, the stairs. Finally gets there, sort of stumbles up. The bunch of tables, why would you, oof, oh. <laughs> I'm falling over. Stop. More or less, not not quite that Stop. bad, but but. Stop pretty, moving your chair. Make your close. dexterity save. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you're sort of holding on to his uh, holding on to his hands. Um, how do I tell smooth jazz apart from regular jazz? Is there is there a, is there a joke in this dragon? Are you actually are you asking for real? Um, as you're climbing up the stairs, um, you get up to the top and then you hear, Poosh, ow, and you realize that the top of the hall is not really all that high, so you just bang Celsic's head oh, into it. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. I'll squat a bit as I'm walking up the stairs. I quit! <laughs> just like, my life of adventuring is over. I'll never do this again off. next day. All right, let's go. Time to rally. Next day, I sneak up on a mountain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so you stumble into your room. Uh, Dragon, the way you tell smooth jazz apart from regular jazz, smooth jazz uh, has a tendency to be, first of all, um, more legato in tone. It tends to be quieter. Um, it uh, There's a lot of sort of use of uh, usually like tenor saxophone, stuff like that. Um, it, uh, I, I guess I would say it's sort of more... Um, it would feel, I hate to say this because it's going to make people who actually do it mad. It would feel more like background music. It's just, it's calmer. Um, a lot of regular jazz can be a lot more challenging in terms of like the solos, uh, a lot of off times, off rhythms, smooth jam, smooth jazz is not so much that way. I'm not going to say Kenny G because what he does is not music, but it would remind you a little bit of that sort of thing. So, sorry. These are the questions that you ask with that you answer in GOG chat. D D or what's the difference between smooth jazz? Anyway, um... So yes, uh, so you stumble into the room, um, you manage to kind of pitch Celsic more or less down on the bed, sort of like halfway down between the bed and the floor, like, oh, like sort of stagger onto it. Uh, Celsic, you can, if you wish, try to pull yourself up on the bed or just sort of lay with your arms like outstretched on top of the bed with your... <laughs> I'm just gonna lie where I was thrown, I've just pretty much given up on life right now. <laughs> yeah. And then Urash, are you uh, lying down to sleep? Um... Uh, can I go and check the hallway for a second? Sure, absolutely you can. It's it, natural paranoia. I just want to see if there's anybody in the hallway. Um, no, but there does seem to be kind of two of a lot of things. There's like two of the door, <laughs> two of the... You're kind of like, oh. Um, the, the, you don't really know why the corridor was made to move. Like You feel like that's not really an appropriate <laughs> uh, way to build it in. Um, that, that's kind of the issue that we get there. Okay, cool. I'm going to go in... How many beds are in this room? Two. Uh, sorry, three. 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 Okay, yeah, cool. I'm just going to pass that on a bed. Okay. Um, all right, Greta. Meanwhile, downstairs, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <clears throat> I'm going to be a little bit more direct. I'm going to order some more drinks on um, Celtic's tab. <laughs> and, um, you know, Seamus, first, I have heard about a bandit in this part and by the name of the Weevil. 
Have you heard of him? The Weevil? And they sort of the look weevil. at each other. Ah, I've heard of the Woodchuck, the Groundhog, the Hippogriff, the Basilisk. I don't think I've heard of the Weevil. Well, there was Wevel back then. Oh, yeah, Wevel. I know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, not Wevel. He might be talking about Warville. Oh, yeah, Warville Forkbeard. That one. He's a wanted criminal, lass. Actually, they've been trying to find him down in Longsaddle. There's wanted posters all over the place for him. Why do you want to get a hold of him, other than the money? It's a lot of money, I know. He stole something from um, from somebody, and um, that person asked us to see if we can find that item again. Well, if it's Warville Forkbeard, he'll have stolen more than one. He'll have a whole lot of things that he stole and a whole lot of hard times finding it. He's shifty, that one. Clever. And I hate to say it, he's one of us. Aye, Fair Fergus says. He's one of the dwarves. That dishonorable sot. If he was here, I'd... I... I'd... And he just drinks some mead. That's what I do. Okay. Well, maybe I w- would also need to do something like that. He says, yes. Usually I find any problem can be solved with a little more drinking. Still, you know, I would like to try to to find that item again. So could you maybe point me in the right direction to this Warville guy? Oh, I wouldn't have any idea where to find him, lass. He's legend he is. I mean, he could be anywhere. Um, why, you think he's here? How did he get so legendary? Well, you see, he's a master of disguise. He has a tendency to, well, figure out a way. Not just physical disguise, mind you. It's the way that he explains things. The way that he talks about himself. It's just hard to figure. Why, it could be one of us. And all of a sudden, Fergus looks at Seamus. Wait a minute. Maybe you're Warvel. It's like, ah, you're daft. You're more likely to be Warvel than I am. And uh, Seamus sort of looks at himself. He's like, you're right, Fergus. I could be Warvel and not even know it. And sort of he stares at himself. He kind of stares at his hands. What if I'm so cunning? that I've managed to forget my own identity. And uh, Fergus says, Aye, that'll be the day. Right as soon as you pay up for more of those drinks that you owe. Um, and so, uh, and Fergus says, What? You owe me for money. And then they go back to arguing. Well, that was actually pretty enlightening. <laughs> okay. I think we can work with that. So... I'll go to the bar, make sure that she knows that we're going to pay the tab tomorrow. <laughs> and she says, that's fine. I'll just make sure to mark it off right over here. And she lowers down this paper, which is just full of marks and just, like, you just see numbers all over it. And she uh, places it, it below the uh, bar. It was it was only drinks for that one table, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's true. You realize that table orders a lot, don't you? And then as you look back over, you realize that there's probably a good 35 mugs that are covering the table um, that are both ordered for you, for them... For Urash, for Selsig, before he was unconscious and snoring. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of drinks there. Ah, it will work out. <laughs> I'll go up the ah. stairs, not thinking about pimping out Urash at all, and um, we'll go to the room. <laughs> we might need to if this bill's as high as it seems. <laughs> <laughs> I could not, wash dishes, not, or... <laughs> I'm not going to say you can haul my character out, but if necessary, you can haul my character out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Then I go into the room. I let the, the party retired and the world got destroyed. Right, right. It's D and D after dark. Um, so then, then I'll go into the room and see what I find there. 
What you find is um, Urash kind of with his arm flung over his head on one of the beds, snoring loudly. And then you see Selsig, who is flung forward with his arms over the bed. He literally looks like he's kneeling on the floor as if he was praying or something, and then is slumped forward over the bed and is also snoring. It may or may not sound like quiet sobbing. (laughs) I I I will pick him up and put him on the bed. Okay, you do so. And then... I'll do my evening prayers and go to bed myself, and will most likely have a wonderful, nice, alcohol-induced sleep. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Um, so you do that, uh, and when the next day uh, comes in the morning, you are woken up by a real commotion outside. Um, the music has ceased. Ceased music. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> there we go. The music has ceased, um, but instead it has been replaced with a lot of shouts and yells. There is a running up and down the hallway. Um, there's sort of like, you know, stamp, 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 back and forth. Um, there's yelling, and you hear something about arms and weapons and to the walls and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Sometimes it's like we're attracting trouble. I will try to <laughs> first shake why. Rush awake. <laughs> My first thought is, so I might get away without paying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, we have a <laughs> yes, you shake away. You shake uh, Urash awake. Uh, Urash, uh, you feel a little worse for wear. Um, there is someone who decided to uh, forge some new uh, swords and axes in your head. Um, so they're pounding away back there. But as she wakes you up, you actually hear the same sound of screaming and shouting and running back and forth outside. I haven't had a headache like this since I fell down that tower. <laughs> <sighs> All right, what's going on? Uh, well, There's shouting outside and, and like to the walls and I hear a lot of people getting their weapons so maybe maybe we should um, pick up Celtic, pick up our stuff and have a look Well yeah okay I've <laughs> I've got my stuff with me but um, have, we, have we actually got a window in this room? Uh, you do not um, There's no window in this room Alright I'll Rush, have to open it. <laughs> Yeah Russ Oh Russ, yeah Russ. Just like shoot the jump Oh jump yeah Okay. Uh, cool. We'll gather our things and presumably head downstairs. Okay. When you get outside into the hallway and get downstairs, you see um, there's a flurry of activity. Uh, the room is mostly deserted, um, except for uh, a few people and our Zastra, who is uh, gathering things together. And as opposed to the leather apron of last night, you see that she's now dressed in full-out leather armor. And she has two notched axes that she's carrying. And she says, oh, it's about time you woke up, sweet cheeks. Hurry up. We're going to need everyone to defend the keep. We're under attack. Under attack from what? And she says, come see for yourself. And she uh, runs to the front door of the inn and opens it and leaves. Uh, I'm straight after her. I'm straight after him because he's much taller than me. If something hits him, it's not hitting me. So inside, uh, you hear this (laughs) ringing uh, bell. The ding, 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 ding. That's just my hangover. (laughs) uh, Yeah, exactly. It it seems to go right in tune with the pounding in your head. Um, But uh, you actually, um, as this bell is ringing, you hear that it's coming from the inside of the keep. And the gates are open, although they seem as if there's guards getting ready to close them. There are a bunch of uh, people at the walls in front of those ballistas that you saw before. And they're sort of pointing and shouting um, to the north. Like, you can't really see where you are because you're to the east of the of the keep. Um, but they're pointing to the north. And they're all swiveling their, you know, crossbows and stuff like that. Um, are they to pointing towards the sky or towards the ground? 
no that well they're up high so you can't tell they're pointing out so what, whatever that means they could be pointing down the ground or the sky to see you <laughs> need to actually go in the keep do, do we have Celsic with us I'm at the door at the very least. Yes, I would assume that Celsic is with you um, in pain. The way the session's gone, I step outside and just a moon falls out and lands on my head. (laughs) No, Celsic is uh, in in pain, but there and functional. I, 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 you know, I like um, link my arm with his, try to drag him along. How are you feeling? Are you okay? (laughs) I just have nothing. I'm still kind of in shock. I just, I just drag him along a little. Urash, maybe we should get the... Maybe you should get the horse inside the keep as well. I wouldn't like to lose them. That's a good idea. I'll go see if I can find them. The stables are closed shut and locked. Um, they appear okay. to have had that happen before everything happened. You don't know what's inside hey. or not. <laughs> okay. That's dun, 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 dun. Horses okay. are as safe as they could be at the moment. Dun, dun. Okay. Dun, dun. Uh, inside, the key, uh, uh, inside the keep, I would yeah, say. Got the keep. Right? Okay. I don't want <laughs> I drag Celtic along, and when I'm inside the keep, I try. I, I will um, put on my armor because I did not sleep in the armor, so I will need to do that. <laughs> okay, um, so you will be able to uh, do that. Yeah, that's right, Shadzar. This is the infamous GOG you keep hearing about. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, so, uh, right. So you, I'm sorry. So you guys are running inside the keep, uh, yes. or not? Okay. Well, uh, running. Yes. Quick, um, quick question. Sure. The bartender's name. What was the actual bartender's name? Bartender's again? name was Arzastra, and it's A R Z, A S T R A. Arzastra. Thank you. And um, half ogre. Half ogre. Yes. I mean, you you'd assume so. Um, yeah. Definitely. Um, now yeah. runs through, uh, and you see actually that she's running through the gate. And as you guys are running towards the gate, this is that sequence. Uh, if you remember at the end of War Game, or not the end, but like two thirds of the way through War Games, where they're like, "Hold the goddamn door!" and they're like running towards the door. Um, that's basically what this is like. Like you actually get in before the gates actually slam shut. Um, and inside, you see there's a real flurry of activity um, again, but it's all over the place. There are at least a hundred plus soldiers that are running about, um, fully armored. Um, there are uh, men that are sort of manning the battle and uh, one man sort of calling out orders is uh, has is a dwarf in gleaming armor has a large shield um, with a cross that is on the uh, Im- that is emblazoned upon the shield and he's calling out orders you there send over to the north you lock down those windows you fool you and he's like you know shouting out they're all listening to him it's like well-oiled machine type of stuff um, and our Zastra sort of you know charges up the stairs uh, to basically go and look up at, presumably over the wall. Um, you could do the same if you wish. Inside, it's I hard would, to see anything. I would definitely do the same. Okay. So, as you um, climb up to the top, um, you can see what looks like a giant, probably a frost giant, that is um, approaching. And they're actually approaching from the northwest. So, um, basically, I'll show you where the... I should actually write this down here. So, where's my text? Oh. So, right, Greta can blow up the keep. Sure. Do, do they have Do they have a, 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 a tower that doesn't look very good? <laughs> do they have any bits that may need Decorative? How do you say it? Decorative. Decorative? No. No, like, like, oh, really like broken down. Decorative. Oh, yeah, Decrepit. Thank you. That word. 
whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, so do they have a dedicated what now? No. Uh, decrepit. Anything decrepit that might look like it could be oh. blown up and not missed. <laughs> uh, well, we will see. They're probably a little too far away from right now. So I just lowered... Uh, I just put down uh, where Xantharl's keep is. You can see it off to the oh. west of the road. Mm-hmm. They yes. seem to be coming from up here. Now, it's not quite as close to the crags. Let me lower it a little bit farther. It's farther from the crags than that. So they're coming from about here is what it looks like. There is a frost giant coming from the northwest. And behind the frost giant, you see what can only be described as a small army. There are a bunch of goblins. There's at least ten larger brutish-looking goblins, maybe hobgoblins, and then five ogres um, that seem to be alongside, heavily armored, um, and they are carrying something, which I'm going to tell you about in a minute. Quick, summon Gleek! Grund. Exactly. Summon Gleek. Summon... I want that as a spell. Summon Gleek. Summon Gleek. Uh, let's see. Equipped with... There's actually a section... I don't. I can't say what this is. I'm looking for, but once I find it, I'll tell you, and hmm. you'll see why this is silly that they're asking me to look for this. Um, <laughs> absolutely silly. Uh, to find out what the ogres are carrying, please turn to section 42 of the book. Here we go. Okay, this is this the is descriptions what in a loot box. What yeah. they have here. Oh, there's a picture. I've got to find this thing. Okay, what they have is basically what looks like as they get closer some heavy metal contraption that is strapped to a leather harness on the ogre's back. And it looks like sort of there's a there's some kind of spiked ball in one portion of that uh, metal piece. And let me see if I can actually find a picture so I can describe it. He, he's got a backpack with a morning star? That's sort of what it... That, yes. More yeah, or less. I've got a sneaking um, suspicion what it could actually be. Hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm going well, to put well, this up on... Well, you're a heavy metal fan, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> exactly. This, oh, this is very metal. Like, very, very metal. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to show you guys uh, on Roll20 in just a minute. Uh, sorry, on OBS, um, what this thing looks like. All right, and then this. Right, okay, it is now up there. This is what you see. Waiting for that ooh, yeah, so no, sweet. That, that powerful <laughs> delay. Oh, yeah. That's more or less what I was expecting, yeah. <laughs> it looks kind of like what a portable, is... like, trebuchet or something? Like it, like a like a sling on the back of it. It's a rock launcher idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what? they are, it's, it's Wait, kind of what, a what, show what? of force, basically. I need to make it this bigger. On a full screen now. Cause this is so small on my screen. Oh, is it? It I looks can... like it looks like it's like like some kind of rodent. <laughs> well, let me here. I'll uh... mecha rodent. There you go. <laughs> Squeak launcher. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so proper like invasion siege weapon, right? Yeah, it's right. a walking siege weapon, I guess. Sort mm. of. At least that's kind of what it seems like. It's a walking goblin launcher. And he has like people on his back as well so... uh no it's more this sort of metallic backpack um that he's got uh, on his back um that uh he's got with him as he goes um oh, well. quick head count how many people were there again one frost giant five ogres and, and probably i mean 
40, 50 goblins, maybe? Um, 50 goblins. Is that including hobgoblins? No. There's another 10 of those. 10 hobgoblins. This is a pretty good-sized force. I mean, not enormous, um, but uh, the hobgoblins, the, the ones that are in the front, the uh, 10 hobgoblins, form this kind of phalanx in the front of the group. Um, mm. The frost giant is right behind them, you can now see. And then the ogres and goblins are all kind of bumping into each other and so, so forth as they are walking forward, kind of bringing up the rear. Um, and uh, the um, dwarf, the sort of impressive-looking dwarf, says, Aye, wait, lads. Wait till they get a little bit closer, and then we'll see what happens with those metal beasts. And uh, his soldiers, who were all very also, you know, like they have uh, their shield helms uh, down. They look very sort of um, all business, you know, dour, uh, and uh, are all positioned behind the ballistas, which are swiveled to face them. And uh, Arzastra sees that you come uh, next to Arash and says, Ah, my love, this is exactly the kind of thing we need, just uh, to get the blood boiling a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't set it better myself, so what's our plan? It's actually a marriage ceremony. <laughs> it's the wedding party. Uh, so um, she says, the plan, the plan is to try to repel an attack. And this is a pretty good sized one. What? I'm still, no, I'm no. still scooting up and I'm like, does this happen quite often? And she says, no, it's been a little while, actually. It's been a while since we faced anything like this. In the old days, there used to be attacks all the time coming from the crags. Maybe the mines are building up again, though. Something to think about, I suppose. Okay. She seems like the term would not be unconcerned, but sort of like, you know, I've seen this before. Some combination of I've seen this before and it is a good day to die. Somewhere <laughs> somewhere mm. between those two things. So, um, business like, business where, like usual. Yes. Yeah. So from where I am at the moment, um, I can see like the the top of the... Can I see the uh, trebuchets? Uh, sort of. You can. You can sort of. You can see what you see there. Um, oh yeah. yeah, there is one sitting on the back of the one in the picture. I didn't even notice that. Um, yeah, I guess I so. Asking. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I didn't even notice that. Um, there. I guess there's one just sort of hanging on the back. Um, mm. A lot of them though don't have anyone on their back. It's just the. It's just the metallic thing that's there. Um, and uh, so, yes, you can see the trebuchets more or less, um, if that's what they actually are. You don't entirely know what the mechanism no, I mean, of this looks I mean, like. The but... um, weaponry that we have. Oh, yeah, the ballistas and stuff. Yes, yes, that's for it, sure. Ballistas. Sorry, yes, those sorry, are each man. There's a whole set of ballistas, actually. Um, about four of them on each wall. About four of them on each yes. wall. Okay. Exactly, Saber. Who rules better town? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the master? Okay. Master Blaster. Okay, I'm going to point to the um, ballistas um, and ask uh, Ozastra, uh, is this is this is this what we've got, or is there anything else up the uh, up the Lord's sleeve? And uh, she says, "Well, besides the ballistas and 150 of uh, the Sword Coast's finest, you're looking at them. But don't worry, sweetheart, she's got you and me. And uh, <laughs> if your little friends are able to uh, recover from their unfortunate experiences, maybe they can contribute." You know, oh, kick at a knee or something. I could probably oh, lend a hand since you've already had a finger. They'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll, uh, they've got a few tricks up their sleeve. Trust me, I wouldn't have anyone else in a fight by my side at this time, apart from yourself, obviously. Um, as you're talking to uh, them, you see the. Um, uh, she leans over and says, "I was the dwarf I was telling you about. His name's Narbeck Horn. Controls the whole keep. Uh, she's impressive." Kind of uptight a little bit. Doesn't much hold with alcohol, but 
he's uh he's worthwhile that's for sure and uh Narbeck uh sort of strides forward and lifts his hand and says today they pay the price for their attack and there's kind of a shout from his men and then he lowers his hand and the ballistas fire um and four great bolts shoot out from the ballistas and then strike and they strike actually through several goblins uh one of the hobgoblins is killed um they strike through some of the goblins as well there's sort of a yammering and screaming and then uh shouting uh and then the army goes from a walk <coughs> into a run and now they are just doof, 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 um, as they are closing in. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to turn to um, Narbeck Horn. Uh, Greater Golden Fire, Cleric of Faltus. Um, how can I be of assistance? I have some healing and some fire up my sleeve. You were saying this to Narbeck? Narbeck Horn, yes. Okay. He says. All I can ask you to do is to make sure that you keep people as healthy as they can be. But I don't have time to talk now, lass. We've got an attack coming in. Make yourself as useful as you can. And uh, and he sort of storms off, um, starts uh, raising his hand. You can see that uh, the people are furiously reloading the ballistas. And there are these huge bolts that it takes two guys to actually take and place into the ballistas. And then two guys to crank, you know, either side of it to like... As they're like trying to reload it. Um, it's slow, but you can see for yourself like the power of what there was when they did this. Uh, quick question. Sure. Um, can I, from where I am now, can I reach one of the ballistas? Um, Within a short amount of time? Yes, but they're all manned. They're all manned? Yes. Okay. I don't know if with my inc increased strength, I could they be... They should be upgraded to half or... I mean, you could you could yeah. definitely talk to them and say, hey, I can help out. But like at the moment, they are they are some dwarves, some oh, men. Right. If, um, if, if they've got it manned and they all like they're working as a, as a well-oiled unit, I'm not going to interfere. Um, what I am going to do is I'm going to have a look to see where I could be the most use. So, like, if it's going to be on a wall um, at the outside or in, like, the, the causeway, so to speak, from whenever the, the forces start getting through, wherever I could be the most help. Okay. Um, all right. That sounds good. Uh, Greta, what are you going to... And Celsic, what are you folks going to do? Where are you going to position yourselves? I will see if I can find the ballista team that is shooting at the big guy. Okay. Um, so it looks like a lot of them are shooting in that general direction. Um, but you do find the one that seems to have particular interest in shooting at the big guy. I assume you mean the giant. Um, is yes, what you're talking yes, about? Yes. Okay. Um, so yes, you find one that seemed to be shooting in that general direction. It's the okay. one that's the farthest to the right, by the way. Uh, the farthest I'm, to the right I'm, of the wall. Okay, I'm, I will, um, well, run over there then and we'll see when the time comes that he's close enough that they start hitting him. Okay. Um, they, they sort of look over as you get there, but they don't say anything as they're sort of working uh, feverishly mm. to reload the weapon. And you can see a set of these large metal bolts uh, down below them, again, looking very heavy and large and so forth. Mm. Um, an intro for this D&D, aside from being on GOG Comms channel, we could definitely do that. Um, I would have to figure out, it was actually, um, it was one of my mods that did the intros, and then it was actually Chrono Wolf who did the music. I imagine I could convince Chrono Wolf to do the music. Technically, I've been paying for the introductions, so I'd have to think about, you know, whether to do that for something like this, but maybe I can work some deal out. Yeah, it, I, it would be a good idea. It'd be nice to have an introduction for these wonderful folks. Um, so, uh, Celsic, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to follow Greta, and I'm going to draw my bow, I'm just going to fire an arrow as far as I can, essentially as a range marker, so I know when they've ventured within range of my arrows. Okay. Um, what's your typical range, what's your long range on that weapon? Is your uh, longbow or shortbow? It's a shortbow. Alright. 
Hang on, I'll have to check that one second. Might be 150 feet, but I don't remember the top of my head. Yeah, shortbow. Whoops. I just want to spell shortbow, right? Um, just while he looks for that, can I take a closer look at the giant? Yes. Can um, I see any features, anything interesting? Yeah, the uh, the giant um, is... There we go. Um, the uh, giant uh, looks to be... It is a male giant, clearly, uh, with a white beard, um, bluish skin. Um, you can see what looks like maybe a polar bear skin, um, kind of draped like the head of the polar bear is literally around one of its shoulders, kind of leering at you. Um, and it has a huge, massive club um, that it's got as it strides forward, um, occasionally shouting orders down to uh, the rabble that moves below and uh, behind its feet. Okay, cool. Thank you. Celsic, mm-hmm. uh, how are you doing on the range? Uh, it's 8320, so ideally I want to try and get it at 80 so I know when they're in good short bow range rather than an extreme range. Okay, so you're nowhere, they're definitely nowhere close to 80 feet mm-hmm. yet. Um, but it acts as a little visual thing for me to reference. At one point, however, they stop, and the, um, the five ogres um, move around to the side. The giant barks some order. Um, how, what language is actually MC? Uh, none of you speak... Yeah, actually, Urash, you can understand this. Um, the, in Orcish, um, sort of bad Orcish, the, uh, giant yells something about lock and load, is what it sounds like. And, um, then you see that there are, as I mentioned, some metal steel balls in some of these trebuchets, but there are also a couple of goblins which clamber up and into sort of the the basket or whatever of these um, portable trebuchets. And then as you watch, the ogres hunch down and uh, the giant gives another command. They pull something at their belt. You can't really see. And the trebuchet shoots out. And a set of iron balls and goblins go flying towards the keep wall. Okay, the second I hear them say something like lock and load, I will shout as loud as I can, incoming. Okay. Um, you see some of the people start to uh, nod, a few people duck. Um, the uh, trebuchets, the iron balls go... <laughs> um, three of them uh, pass over the wall. A few land in the courtyard. You hear a rather uh, horrible scream suddenly cut short. Greta, one's en- one ends up uh, going like right past your head, like as it goes past you. Um, one strikes one of the guys, um, who is manning one of the trebuchets. In fact, the trebuchet near you, uh, Greta, the one that you had gone to that was firing at the giant. Mm -hmm. He goes backwards, um, from the wall. This spiked ball hits him, and with this, uh, with this shriek, curdled shriek, he falls backwards, and, uh, then lands on the ground, uh, unmoving, with this spiked iron ball in his chest. So now there is only one person manning that trebuchet. And then the uh, three goblins, as they cross over the wall, um, one of them actually like misses and just slams into the wall and just slides down. The other two actually clear it and kind of land. And as they are landing, um, you see a couple of them chucking some liquid flask, some flask of something onto the ground. It smashes and there is uh, some kind of viscous substance now, which is on the uh, ground of the fort, and they then hit the ground um, and kind of stand up unsteadily. Um, As they stand up, they are rushed, you know, like, 
there's like 50 guys down there and they rush and basically slaughter these two goblins that actually made it over. But there's now this viscous stuff there. And uh, Narbeck shouts down. He's like, clean that off! Clean off the oil now! And you see men trimming over, struggling with a water barrel, trying to uh, pour it into the water. Um, and you can see the ogres are now uh, struggling to kind of reload their trebuchet as the giant redoubles his steps. So he basically leaves the ogres behind, and the giant and the rest of the army is charging towards the wall. Um, okay, can, uh, how, how far away is that, that whiskey stuff from me if I look down the wall? Um, well, I look, look inside, right? But how... It's inside the keep. It's a good... Well, the keep is fairly large inside, a few hundred feet uh, or more. This is mm. probably somewhere in the middle of the keep, you would guess, not on the walls. So it might be uh, 150 feet, I don't know, something like that, 100 feet. From, from uh, where I am. From where you are, because you're up and over. So it's it's you have to okay, think about yeah, being well, up in space and over in space. Yeah, well, I, I will not reach that in time. They seem to have that. So I will just notch the the person next to me like, reload and shoot! And, the, and I will try to help. He looks at you and says, uh, I can't do it with one man. So you're going to well, try to help? Well, can you do it? Can, can you? Yeah, I'm trying to help. So okay. maybe you can do it with one woman. <laughs> he, he says, I am no man. Okay. I am no uh, man. <laughs> so he, um, so he, uh, he says, all right. Um, grab that handle then, and uh, he's I, asking I grab you to. Handle. Okay, so go ahead and make a strength check for me. This is very heavy um, and very tight. Like you, like you know, can you're I obviously assist? stretching it. You can, if you wish to rush up and do it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll assist. So you run up and begin to do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have um, Greta's going to roll the strength the right. check. Celsig, why don't right you button. why don't you add a D4 to that? D4 coming up. Is that a strength check? Nice. Yes, it is. Okay. With Celsig's help, you begin to... Okay, sounds good, Chrono Wolf. Um, you know, pulling it, like, closing it, closing it. Um, and uh, you see the bolts gradually sliding back into place um, and seems to be moving towards locking. Um, now, we're going to get one more round like this um, before... Well, hmm. Maybe not. I was about to say before initiative, but maybe I'll wait on that. Um, but so, you know, you're, you're sort of pulling madly at it to get this thing reloaded. Um, Urash, what are you doing at the moment? You were positioned, but what do you want to do now? Yeah, well, I'm positioned, but I don't feel very useful at the minute. So what? Um, there are no forces I can engage at the minute, are there? No, not at the moment. Um, and uh, Celsig and Greta have the unmanned ballista sorted now. Yes, um, yeah. they do. And as Narbeck sort of drops his hand, um, more of these uh, bolts go out and just destroy. Like, I mean, they don't hit the giant, but they destroy a bunch of these goblins. Um, and it occurs to you as you guys are watching Greta and Selsig. Um, Urash, can you see the fight or are you down below? Are you, are you no, able I can't. To- I'm on a wall. Okay, that's I'm what down. I thought. I wanted to make sure. Um, so I want all three of you to make um, insight checks for me, please. Insight. Insight, yeah. Okay. Side. I got 14. Okay. I'm not going to get 14. I got 12. That's quite good for me. <laughs> I'm just like, that's a fight. And, and I've got a plus <laughs> six, but I only rolled a yeah. two. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm busy with my, with my crank I'm trying here. to pull the thing, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, that would, that would be the case. Um, okay. So, uh, you, so I think it was... 
uh, not Orash, it was Selsig who had the highest, Selsig. I think. Yeah. Um, Selsig, something about this siege seems odd to you. Um, I mean, these trebuchets, uh, not the trebuchets, the ballistas, seem to be just wrecking face, right? Like, they're just annihilating uh, the attackers. And you don't know how many attackers are going to be left by the time they actually arrive at the keep. Like, they're close, so they definitely will do some damage. The giant's still alive. You got those guys who are shooting with the trebuchet things. But still, this feels like, you know, they're, they're coming from... They're Too open, open, they're exposed. Yeah, something's weird about this. I turn to one of the guys, he'll shout at the guy on the trebuchet, Is there any other way into this place? They've come in as, they've given us way too much time to prepare. Something's not right. And um, he says, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just Basements, a... catacombs, tunnels, underground caves. He says, well, sure, plenty of them. All of the above. Oh, for the thunder's sake, <laughs> it's a trap! Um, so uh, he yells that out, um, that uh, it's it's a trap, and people sort of look up at him, uh, look up at you, and uh, Narbeck um, says, What are you talking about? Are you mad? The attack's there! And he points out at the uh, charging things. Yes, the walk slowly towards the people, giving them ample time to get in position a tactic. It Doesn't that seem rather convenient? And he says... They're not known for their intelligence, friend. They're not tactical geniuses. Um, as you can you can hear now, the they're close enough. You can hear the yammering of the uh, goblins, and you can see that the ogres have almost reloaded their uh, trebuchets. You can still, and by the way, Celsi, you could still act. I'm sorry, one sec. Uh, yeah. Greta. Uh, you can still act to do something if you want, Celsi. I'm just telling you what he was saying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greta, you were saying. Uh, I, I turn I turn towards Celtic and uh, and Narbicorn like Well where are the entries to this catacombs? We can just have a look, you're not losing anybody because we're extras anyway. And uh, he says, um, if you wanna to try to find them, but they're buried below here. There's no real access point that we know of. The only place you could find anything would be outside. I mean, most of them come from maybe the stables or the inn or something like that. Inside the keep well, we haven't seen any opening to there in ages. So maybe they can just come from the from the other from the opposite direction or anything. Because I trust Celtic, and if his his feeling says there is this is a diversion, then it is a diversion. He knows about diversions. Um, We've seen goblin attacks before. They charge. They don't advance slowly. And Narbeck sort of looks at you. Make a uh, persuasion check for me, Celtic. Oh dear. <laughs> do it. Uh, do it at plus two. Okay, so that'll be plus one then overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like uh, I don't know what kind of madness you're talking about, lad, but you might want to consider more about doing whatever it is you do on a normal basis. Why don't you leave the fighting to the to the soldiers? <laughs> I literally go, right! Let's do that. Can I can I say something? Sure. Um, I'll go to him. I, I agree with Celsic. This doesn't feel right. This feels too easy. Why send one giant? We were attacked at Brinchander by six or ten giants. If you're going to level a city or a keep, you send more than one giant and some ogres. Plus, we've kind of led a goblin army. And he he kind of uh, he sort of stops for a minute and he looks at you and he says, "You mean you've had dealings with giants before?" Yeah, a couple of times. Where we fought them. We've traveled that, in the we've traveled in the north. She blew one up. Uh, Urash, make a persuasion check for me. Um, you can do it at plus two also. Uh, twelve. Okay. Um, he sort of shakes his head. Uh, 
I don't know that I can delay and sort of send my men somewhere else. If it is some kind of a diversion or a trick, I don't know where to send them. Where's the other attack then? That's is it. We don't know. That's what we're asking you. If you, you were going to attack us, where, where, where would, if, if you would, would do a stealth uh, diversion, where would you attack from really? You know this area. And uh, he thinks about it and he says, Well, there's nothing else around here, east, west, south, and north. But I suppose if I were going to do something, I'd want them to come from, well, the way opposite where we are. The attacks coming from the northwest, there would be a diversion to the southeast. Okay. Well, we're just going to run over there and let you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so are all three of you running back over? Yes, yes. I'm going to... Well, the I'm opposite gonna, direction. I'm, right. I'm going right. to nod over to um, Azastra and see if she wants to come along. <laughs> she says, um, she says, well, I don't know. You know, Narbeck's a pretty good commander. Come on, you've got nothing but chaff in this force. You've got one giant. That's not going to keep you busy. And she says, Ah, you're probably right. And she claps you on the back so hard that you almost, like, stumble forward. <laughs> and she's like, All right, lead the way, cuteness. That's the spirit. Come on. Right. All right, Let's so go. you guys go uh, charging go. over um, to the uh, eastern side um, and uh, kind of run up the walls, uh, run up the stairs and the walls. There are still a couple of guards um, that you can see kind of leaning over and looking down, but you don't see anything actually out this wall, like as far as you can see. In fact, make perception checks for me, please. All three of you, because you're over there. Okay, perception. Come on, one roll today other than that. Ah, oh, oh, no. Perception, perception. What else perception. we got? Yeah. <laughs> come on, Brassa, come on, Brassa, come on. Meanwhile, behind us, the castle's been captured. Yeah, I was going to say, the, other, the castle has disappeared from underneath you. Um, okay, so you guys are looking off to uh, the east, and you see nothing. But Greta, <laughs> you hear something. Um, you hear... Um, shouts and screams and you hear yelling and curses and uh it is coming from uh the gate it's coming from the front gate outside the front gate and you can actually because you're on the eastern wall you can run forward sorry you're on the southern wall you can run to the eastern wall if you wish to kind of look over and see what's going on down there if you wanted i i shout towards my my companions i hear something from the from the front gate and then i run in that direction what you see as you look down below is a set of large creatures, not as large as the ogres. They might be bugbears, something like that. And in, uh, you see them struggling with something which is kicking madly in a sack. And it's like, you know, kick, 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 kick. Clearly something living. Wait, we've um, got outside the walls, we've got bugbears kicking a sack. Correct. No, 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 no. Bugbears carrying a sack, running away from the inn. They're not running away from the keep. They're running away from the inn. The door is open to the inn, and they are running, and there is one of them has on his back a sack where something inside the sack is kicking madly, and the screams are coming from the sack. And um, after a moment, as you watch, you see the head of someone... Uh, Peer, like sort of peek up above the sack, sort of get their head free before they shove it back down. But is you get anything? a... Sorry, go ahead, Rush. So is there anything other than the two bugbears or two bugbear-like creatures? Uh, there are the ten bugbears. Um, ten? Ten. Ten, one, zero. And no, there's none other but them. Um, but as the bugbears are running away, bolting away at top speed, and you see that face sort of pop above, you can see that it's actually a bearded dwarven face. And Uraash, you recognize who this is. That is Larg that is being taken away. And as um, Greta, you're looking out, sort of staring over, you hear, 
Well, I'll be damned. And you look over and you see Fergus and Seamus, who are sort of standing by you on the wall, kind of their eyes goggling as they look down. If it isn't him himself, Warville Forkbeard and his friends have found him. Does his face look like the wanted poster we saw? Sure does. And with that, we are going to give this, I think we're going to end the session because Chrono Wolf is officially ready. So, good stuff. You guys were on top of that siege. Um, you guys figured out that there was something wrong. Your boy, so the Weevil. Bear anyway. It's your boy, the Weevil. Oh, boy, man. What a, what a session. Uh, what a lot of fun. Cool. Good stuff, although I'm sure Celsic thinks of it differently, perhaps. Um, but, uh, I'm sorry I couldn't do a better second job. Second worst session since the poo pit incident. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a time. Quite a time. That was, that Great was job, good. guys. Um, let, me, uh, let me work from down, moving back up, now that uh, Chrono Wolf is ready. Uh, yes, I always like to leave a little bit of suspense, Crusader. Just, just a bit, just a touch. Um, I will uh, silence this awesomely dramatic music because I love Enrique's music. It is, but... it is Enrique. It's your boy, Enrique. My boy, Enrique.